to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic, po- open mic Poetry Show. The, no, I have not had enough wine yet. That's not. That wasn't what it was. I bit my tongue. <laughs> Welcome to the Open Mic Poetry Show at the Sound of Ink at the Speakeasy Cafe and all that good stuff. You know, I think that this introduction might be a really good example of why we need to escort 2020 out the door. It's been a heck of a year. You know, I'm I'm not one of those doom and gloom people and you know, I hear all this stuff about how horrible it was, and, and I always say, well, you know, I, I woke up every day, so it's been a pretty good year. Um, there's been a lot of challenges this year, and a lot of things a lot of us have gone through. We've lost people. We've Our lives have been just totally put in a brown paper bag and shook up and, and tossed out on the ground, and we're left to try to make something out of the broken pieces of this. But all in all, you know, we got through this together, just like we always do. And so tonight on this New Year's Eve, the last day of 2020, before we escort it out the door and welcome in 2021, um, I'm just excited to be able to sit here with you guys tonight and share some time, you know, talk about what we've gone through, share some poetry, just that fellowship. To me, that is absolutely the best way. I mean, this, there could be no better way to put 2020 to bed than this. So I'm excited for the show. I'm going to throw this disclaimer out there tonight because I'm having a really hard time. A lot of you know that I did have surgery on my jaw. Um, it was a result of a long time ago domestic violence thing where my jaw was broken and never healed right. Okay, that's enough of that part. But so we've been trying. We, we I finally decided that. I was going to try to get that fixed, and I had surgery, and so I'm talking really, really funny right now, still, and it's been three months since I had that done, and it's not setting right, so I am going to have to do it again, which means we get to go through this whole fun process again, so that means sometime in the next two, three weeks, we are going to have Christopher Ryan here, and he will be hosting the show one night because I will not be able to talk at all. I will be sitting here listening, but, uh, yeah, we'll be having Christopher host a show sometime in the next three weeks, depending on when they get me scheduled to go in, and hopefully this will be the last of it and everything will be awesome. But So if I sound kind of funny to you guys tonight, once again, you know why. But it's just one of the things we went through in 2020, right? Just one of those challenges, and uh, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care what I sound like. I don't always have to do this pretty. I just have to do it, and I just have to be here with you, and there's no other choice than that. So I'm excited. I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited to see what you guys bring. But before we get started, I do have some things I would like to go over fairly quickly. First of all, if you would like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All right, if you'd like to call in and read. Next, I want to remind you if that if you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can do so by probably Facebooking me. The message would be the easiest. Uh, the number, or the, the if you're not on my contacts list, it's Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, 
A-L-I-S-I-A. If you would like to shoot me an idea of what you want to do, and we can get that set up. You can pre-record these on your computer and send me the MP3 file. You can have me do a conference call type thing with you, and I could do like a short interview with you and talk about what you're going to do, and then I can mute me, and you can just go on and do your workshop and go till it's done. I can help you record it if you need help doing that. Or you can do it live, or a combination of both. We can play the recording first and come on live and take questions and callers afterwards, whatever you want to do. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. Basically, the concept is we all have something to learn, and we all have something to teach each other. So just think of something you want to do, and if you need me need me to help you help put it together, I'll be happy to do that. And uh, we'll get some of those rolling. We've got some. This is just taking forever, isn't it? Um, but yeah, we got some started. We got one with uh, Philip Church. We're going to be playing on a special show uh, here in uh, probably the next two weeks. He did a workshop with us before he uh, before he left us, and so I'm really excited about being able to put that out there too. So next. I want to thank our sponsors, and that's really important to do. You know, we've been on the air now. We're we're in our 14th year of being on the air. 14 years. That's freaking crazy, right? But the uh, you know, every year we have to pay a licensing fee, a broadcasting fee, in order to keep our uh, our slot on the air. And these people all stepped up to the plate last year and helped cover part of that the fees for our broadcasting license. And uh, this started several years ago with one sapien who, you know, on the air one year surprising, because I was doing this, that was just something that I did, um, but it surprised me and said that that year he wanted to help sponsor it. And every year more and more people have been stepping up to the plate and helping to keep this community going. And that's no little thing. You know, we all have struggles. We all have things we're doing. We all... You know, we have a hundred places to put a penny, right? But these people reached in their pocket and uh, helped keep us on the air this year. And I just really wanted, especially at the end of the year, I mean, this is it. So, um, you guys, thank you. It really means a lot to me to know that this community that we have built over the last 14 years has value to you. That the other people in this community are like family to you, that you want to be here. You know, it's a very humbling thing for me to be able to sit in the background and watch you guys brick by brick, stick by stick, mortar by mortar, slap, build this. You know, and it's very much an honor for me to be a part of this with you. So I want to make sure that we take time to thank our 2020 sponsors on this, our last show of 2020. Those sponsors are Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colm Kennedy Hume. And I need to add, I didn't do that before, and that was really silly of me and really bad of me all year long, but I want to mention Rick Clark, um, the the sponsorship came from Rick Clark and his wife, Sean. So I, I have not been adding her, and I really should have. I love them so much. So I'm writing that in because we'll be talking about them more. Our 
broadcasting year is going to be coming up here pretty soon, fairly quickly. So if you are interested in being one of the sponsors of the show, you can shoot me a message on Facebook. Once again, under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message, and uh, I'll tell you what it entails, and we would love to have you as one of our sponsors. So, okay, now, now set that on with the next. <laughs> what are we going to do now? Do you guys remember? Of course you know. have been here for 14 years, right? Okay, we are going to do your inspiration from the inkwell. And we're going to start out with your journal assignments. Now, remember, your journal assignments are like one-on-one yoga pants time with your brain. These are to be handwritten in a spiral notebook, on paper, in a journal book. I don't care, but not on anything backlit. I don't want your hands on keys. I want your brain connected to your hand, connected to the pen, connected to the paper. All right? One-on-one time with your muse. So these aren't meant to create great pieces of writing or even writing that anyone's ever supposed to see. If something grows out of it, awesome. But that isn't what this is about. This is your your safe place to write with your brain. And only in doing stuff like this, you guys, will you ever find your own unique voice, your strongest voice, your true voice. It's important to have the freedom not just to think, it's, it's not good enough just to think the shit that you think, right? There is a release when you actually write it down. The things you're afraid to write. The things you wouldn't dare write. The naked stuff inside us. Once it's down, it's permanent. Your brain remembers that you've written it. And it will release you in writings. And it will allow you to give yourself permission to be more raw, to be more real. And the more real you allow yourself to be in your own writing, the better writer you're going to become. So your first journal assignment, remember, paper, book, pen, something like that. These are meant to get your brain moving. It's meant to make you think of the more obscure and unique ideas that you have inside you, pushing past the typical knee-jerk reaction imagery that we standardly go to, you know, just like muscle memory, catching a baseball. Your brain has that as well. So that's what we're trying to do with this. And this week, what I want you to do, I'm trying to see which one I did. Okay. So the first one we were going to do, we were doing lists, your first journal assignment. I want you to start out on a blank journal page, and I want to make you a list. And this is called, well, I've never, but want to. Or I would, or the, you know, I might, and (laughs) basically it's a list of all the things you've never done but tickle your interest. So just start at the top of the page and just, boom, keep going. Think of everything. And I think it's a great assignment to help bring in this new year. You know, there will be the obvious things you go through, uh, you know, things you want to do, like, um, I don't know, try the new Buffalo Blue Cheese Pizza at Pizza Hut. I don't know. Why I? I must be hungry. Oh, I miss CB. Okay, so anyway, you get the idea. Just, you know, once you get past those obvious things like, you know, blue cheese pizza, I want you to really push past those and really write it out. You know, think of all the weird things. I mean, even add the things that you would 
do if you weren't scared to do them. Like, I think skydiving would be amazing. If I get to get past the fear of flying. You know, I think that free fall feeling would be amazing. There's no way I would get in an airplane and jump out. Maybe I just turn myself into a bird. <laughs> so, you know, even other things that you, uh, just all the things you would love to do someday. You've never done what would love to do. All right, so again, start on your bank journal page, list all the things you've never done, particular your interest, and boom, go. Journal assignment number two. This is actually part two of the one we gave you last time. And I'm going to go, in case you weren't here last time, I'm going to go through it very quickly. I, I went through it and really condensed it down. So I want you to know what last week's was, or this week's won't make any sense. And if you weren't here last week, you can do both. You can do part one and then do part two. So the assignment is called the blank letter. And in your journal, I wanted you to write, Dear... And then fill in the blank with anyone from your present day to as far back as you could go. Write their name in there. Once you write your first one, then go to line two and do it again. Dear, and fill in the blank. These have to be people you know or have met or who have personally impacted your life or you don't remember, you know, even if you don't remember their name or never knew it, you could write like, dear, Girl in the red top at Starbucks. Okay. You know, maybe maybe Gilligan on Gilligan's Island really, you know, you didn't know him, but had a huge impact on your life. You know, that was just a character an actor played. You know, what would you do if you could write him a letter and tell him how that, you know, watching him play Gilligan impacted your love choices forever and you just really were forever dating sailors? I don't know. Something. <laughs> so make a list of at least 20 dear blanks. The further, the more you do, the better. Okay, and then maybe you just do 20 and this time, you go back and add another 20 in a couple of weeks. It doesn't matter. The more you write down, the better. So, but write at least 20. I want you to think of everyone in your past that if you could, you would write a letter to for whatever reason, good, bad, or indifferent. Anyone that you have something you would like to say something to, uh, to thank, forgive, or ask for forgiveness from, or to say forgiveness will never come. Um, you know, someone you may want to ask questions of, give answers to, you know, think hard. It's, it's not just the obvious people. The ones that I'm more interested in are the ones who might have only been in your life for a moment, just a brief, brief sliver of time, and yet you still think of them. You still remember. And we all have those. You know, so really think past the obvious. That's why it's good to do the list. You get all the, the ones that your brain goes to immediately out of the way, and then you start finding the things that hide behind them, the things you're a little bit shy. Right. So that was part one. Make a list of dear blanks and fill in the blank with people you would want to write a letter to if you could. Now, Part two of this assignment is I want you to choose three people and write those letters. And remember, this is a journal assignment. No one will ever see these but you. You know, If you want to, once you write it, if it's something you really don't want to commit to paper, once you write it, take it outside and sacrimoniously burn it. You know, whatever you want to do, put it in the garbage disposal, chew it up and, and spit it out, I don't care. 
but write it down. No one sees it but you. Okay. All right, so that is your journal assignment, number two, the blank letter for this week. Now, it's time to go to your writing exercises, and normally we do two, but surprise, still no exercises this week because you're still on holiday break, and I really want you to concentrate on the journal assignment I just gave you this week, just like last week. Yeah, so really work on that list and really find those three unique people and write those letters and see what happens. So we're going to skip right to your prompts. And prompts, they're like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. And the prompt can be the title of your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. All right? So I want you to number your paper one through eight. And I am going to give you these eight. And then later these will be posted on my Facebook page, but there will be ten. So there's two bonus ones if you go grab them off my page at the end as well. But right now, just number your paper one through eight. Ready? Number one, the hands of time reaching. The hands of time reaching. Number two, raised glasses. Raised glasses. Number three, how long the day. How long the day. Number four, weeping pen. Weeping pen. Number five, pale fire. Pale fire. Number five, ding, ding, dong, the final bell. Ding, ding, dong, the final bell. Number seven, lesson, or excuse me, (laughs) place of lessons place of lessons. And number eight, still standing. All righty? So remember, you can use these. You can write eight different poems if you want, one to each prompt. You can mash them up and use number line one and four and six and eight and use just those. Or you can get real froggy and write one poem using every single, all eight of those prompts, uh, all eight of those in the poem somewhere. So I'm going to run through them again real fast. Number one, hands of time reaching. Two, raised glasses. Three, how long the day. Four, weeping pen. Five, pale fire. Six, ding, ding, dong, the final bell. Seven, place of lessons. And eight, still standing. All right, those are your prompts for the week. Next week, we will be talking about our own personal goals for the new year. And I will have your speak-eating writing projects for the year then as well. Remember this last year, if you want to keep doing those, we had, uh, you know, write a haiku. Well, we'll do that one. Write a haiku every day. Every single day, go out and and find something worth 17 syllables in your day and write it down. Keep that notebook with you. If you only write down, you know, 15 syllables, I don't care. Go back and add the others later. But just get those thoughts down when they hit you. Okay, write a haiku every single day, every day. All right. So remember, guys, play with your ideas, play with your words, have fun with all that inspires you, and your ideas and thoughts in turn. Your musings will have fun with you. Okay. All right. So that is it for your, that is your your last assignments and things for the year. 
the very last one. Until next week. <laughs> All right. So next thing I would like to do is I am going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a track by one of our poets. If you've got something recorded and you'd like to have me play it on the air, you can email it to me. The The word that is in the speak uh, the the Speakeasy Cafe is the email, but the word that is in there, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Put MP3 audio files, something along those lines, in the subject line for me so that I can find them easily, and we'll get those uploaded to the library and we'll play them for the world. I decided to... <laughs> there was one I was going to play, The Circus Never Comes to Hell, but in 2020 we found out that it does, so um, that's a piece by the Hydropods. I picked another one of theirs. I wanted to... I don't know, this, this this piece of theirs really inspires me. I think it's a really, I really admire this piece, especially a man writing it. You know, it kind of puts, for me, it kind of puts Disney princesses in their place. Not that there's anything wrong with being a, a Disney princess, but there really is kind of, I'm sorry, I'm not going to lie. And, you know, I'm not, I'm, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to explain because I'll just dig my hole deeper here. <laughs> but, you know, just just the – well, he'll, he explains it better. He he explains it without, without apology. So this is, the, this is something I should sit down and make a list on because it's one of those things that I'm struggling on how to say. I shouldn't be struggling on how to say it. So that's why those lists are really cool to do. All right, so anyway, I think that this is what we need to strive to be women. And um, so I'm going to play this. It's by the Hydropods. If you've never heard of them, Google them. They're all over YouTube. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Just love these guys. The piece that I'm going to play of theirs is called Strong Women. So here you go. My sister is strong of heart and strong of mind. She stands like my mother once stood, proud and on the world. The same world I stand upon, not as proud of myself as I am of them. I speak warmly of women who endure through tenacity and sensibility, creativity and desire, power and awareness, women who persevere and stand proud and on the world. And I avoid women who whine, and the ones who point fingers and complain, the ones who chide and blame others for their failures, sexuality, or worldview. I prefer strong women, ones who leap barriers like real women, not like men or gazelles or bats, but with all the grace and strength of true women. And I like intelligent women, women who know how to hold their own, toe-to-toe against any man or anything that stands on this world, women with original thought and insight, because that's how I was raised. I prefer strong women, not cat-fighting women, breast-pounding bodybuilders, or cookie-cutter fashion show runway whores, or women who use men as models. Women who know history, who know men are more than a rampaging army of cyclop cocks. Women who know children are more than leverage, who know the world on which they stand and draw power from it. Women who are leaders, women who can process and comprehend, women who are great thinkers. 
and women who don't like me saying that are probably not that. I like women who can look you in the eye. No pretense, no false flattery, no apologies, no thanks. I've been challenged by many, topped by a few, slapped in the face by some, and shot to hell by a couple in particular, but I still like strong women, no matter what you think. I don't happen to like weak, whiny women, just as I despise weak, whiny men. I can't pretend they're worth my time. If you're a weak woman, blame me now and get it over with. Keep crawling. But if you're a woman who possesses greatness, we have nothing to worry about. You wouldn't let someone like me get in your way anyway. And when I say something good about a woman, and when I say something bad about a woman, take a good look at the woman of which I speak and judge us fairly as you stand or kneel on this earth. Love that piece by them. Okay, so, guys, if you would like to call in tonight and read, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. And uh, if you're on hold, this is what you can expect tonight as we're getting ready to start off and kick off our escorting 2020 to the door party at the Speakeasy Cafe Cafe for New Year's Eve. If you are on hold, we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I call your telephone area code and bring you on, please introduce yourself. That is vitally important. You don't want to um, send your work out there into the world with no name on it. You know, basically, you are literally you are publishing your poem right now on the airwaves, and somebody can hear it at any time in the future. I mean, think about it. You know, there's somebody who read a poem on here 14 years ago that people can still go listen to, right? How sad would it be if, if somebody, you know, gosh, that was an amazing poem. Who are they? But there's no name. So make sure that you introduce yourself. Again, vitally, vitally important. Next thing is is that um, right now it looks like, and you know it is New Year's Eve. There's going to be a lot of people out partying, and I, you know, contemplated whether or not to do a show, but we did do a, a show on Christmas uh, Eve, and so I wanted to make sure that we did one, especially for this this for today. I think it's really important for a lot of us to be here together. Um, you know, as long as we can keep the lines filled and there's not too many people out partying, we'll go a full three hours. Um, I think I've got it scheduled for two, but if we, you know, as long as we keep having callers, we'll keep going the full three hours. So excited about that. So anyway, yeah, right now you can read two poems, and uh, that would be awesome. If the lines get too busy at some point and we need to change that, I will let you know if it happens on your turn. Please forgive me. All right. And uh, But right now you're good for two. When you are done reading, please make sure to give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better, you know, see what you've got going on, be able to follow your reading. That's how you, you know, develop a, uh, writer's, a writer's network for yourself. You know, you have to have that support system. You have to have that community you know, that you build around yourself as a writer. It's vitally important now. It's one of the things that we talk about. 
we talk about either self-publishing or traditional publishing because it's not like in the past. You know, they aren't desperate for books anymore. You know, they, they've they got people banging on their doors. You know, they used to go out and see a great piece of writing and say, oh, my God, that writer's amazing. We have to ask him to write a book for us. That doesn't happen anymore. You know, so... I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, building your circle, the URL. Give it, and just give everyone your URL, okay? Just do it. <laughs> or I'll take 20 minutes telling you why. Um, next thing, keep in mind that we are a uh, mature rated show. Our rating is mature, so you're bound to hear just about anything on here, and you normally do, with the exception of adult, adult porn poems, no bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B. You know, don't get graphic. There's lots of great shows for that, but we've only got a mature rating, not an adult rating, so... You know, you kind of you you know where that line is, so just kind of bear that in mind. And then I wanted to give the first three callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are. We've got seven three one, as I mentioned, is our first caller, followed by two one six, and then five zero six. Those are our first three callers. So let's go ahead and grab seven three one. Seven three one, you're on the air. I sense a ceremony unscripted is about to unfold in a story that from this point is yet to be told, closing out a year. What is this night in store? As Nyla Alicia is opening her raven-sealed door while bidding us all come inside from the cold. Hello, Nyla. I love it. Are you calling from work, Michael? I am calling from work. That well, New must Year's explain Eve. it. That must explain it. You call your your area code changes when you call me. Sometimes really? you're seven three one, sometimes you're seven three two. Yeah. Amazing. Isn't that weird? Here I am. But it always throws me. Hi, Michael. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. What is the one thing you're most grateful to say goodbye to this year? The thing I'm most grateful to say goodbye to? Mm-hmm. Uh, golly, Bill, that's a tough question. I mean, I've had a pretty amazingly awesome year. I mean, there's been a lot of setbacks and whatever, but there's been some good things going, too. So it's uh, it's really it's just like every other year. There's some good, there's some bad. Um, I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm writing about this right now. Uh, seriously, I, I'm riffing a poem. I'm going to read here. I'm just finishing it up from Krisha, and uh, her poem is Measuring Winter, and I kind of came behind that, and, and really, I'm just I'm just really proofreading what I wrote. I didn't even have a chance to print it yet. You know, I wait till the last minute. I wrote a, I wrote a poem for the night, though, okay? It's it's as brand new as brand new can be. So, but I, I really, uh, by, by the way, I was, the reason I was late is because I was having a nice conversation with Lucy Martin's and uh, I and love Lucy. I miss great. her so much. I was just thinking about her today. Well, I tell you what, she's she's planning on coming back. Not just yet, but she's planning on coming back. And and her also, um, right they're empty. It's waiting for her always. I know, I know, I know. And and uh, also, just before the show, I was talking to my very dear friend Catherine Norris Brooks, and she lives in Hemel Hempstead, Herefordshire. That's in England. I think it is. Uh, anyway, 
we were talking back and forth, and uh, uh, she was wishing Happy New Year to the Blue Box and myself. Um, and and she said to me, and I can't. I wish I could. I wish she would read this in her great British accent. But what she said was, "My mom, who I miss dearly, had a wonderful expression that allows you to cover every greeting possible over the festive period." So, in the words of Patricia Norris, one of the most incredible and inspirational women to ever grace this planet, I wish you and your family a happy new Mary. Now, take that small phrase and sprinkle it on your friends and family and allow it to grow. It means everything while saying nothing. And I said to Kath, I will say it to thousands before this night has come to a close. And I just did. That's awesome. I absolutely love it. That is the best. She should be happy. She's really big buddies with Ruggie and that bunch of MySpace yeah. scoundrels that we used to be back in the mid-2000s. Hey, you were in that clique, too. What am I saying? I was. I was. Do you want to know, seriously, what? how all of this got started, Michael? It's really kind of crazy. I mean, we we all most of us started out on Facebook together and all that, right? MySpace. A lot of us. Like, you know, a lot of us did. And... MySpace. What did I say? Facebook. Oh, well, nobody wants Facebook. Oh, well, we have to, but you know what I mean. So MySpace. I know what you mean. I had moved. I had just got through moving from Colorado to Oregon to take care of my father. And my son was carrying one of uh, one of the boxes into the house, and it dropped. And it was super heavy, and it dropped, and it split open. And all of my notebooks scattered everywhere. And he picked one of them up and he started reading. I was like, Mom, did you write this stuff? He's like, yeah, put that down. <laughs> you know, just sheer panic. I said, Mom, Mom, you need to get on this thing called MySpace because they have lots of writers and people on there, and, and, and this is good, and you should share it with people. That's how this whole journey started for me. If that box had never dropped, if he hadn't picked one of my journals, if he just didn't happen to tell me, Mom, you know, I'll help you set up your page, you know, type of thing, this none of this would be here right now. This is all because of my son dropping a box. Isn't that crazy? Fate, fate and destiny. Say it like it's one word. Is that a way it is? Mhm. Okay. So, what do you have, dear? I am going to read a brand new poem came out this week by Krisha Jopek, my partner in crime on the East Coast, and her poem is called "Measuring Winter." And then, and then I'm, I riffed it with a very brief one. It, it's going and it's going to follow, and and I don't have the title. We'll call it "Famous Last Words." How's that? Okay. There, that's cool. Famous Last Words. So first, Chrissy Joe Peck's "Measuring Winter" slash Z. Absence defines the negative space of composition can be. Even your hand, when it can't catch, still touches. Song that is wanted is still song. Things can be counted some of the time, such as ideas or times. Time uneven, hardly pinpointable in spite of the calendar consuming the entire kitchen wall. Time, devouring moth wings, gathering winter. There will be more determinations of moving angles, 
Protractors set against the shrinking sky. Early morning light on display. Its intensity far away. The game question as fair or foul play. The cub, the panda cub, rolls itself down new new snow hills and does not appear to be lonely this instance at least. It is possible to live inside complexities that no one, if, aside from you, if being doubtful by its very nature, will understand. There will be more agenda items to cover, examine, sign off on. Ink is still preferable most of the time, but for now, for how long, no one can say. If one wants elucidation, not murkiness, but the will itself can be unkind. When things grow back more rustly, I'll send notification to affected parties so we can add up the math, the meters of snow. Calculate the collective courage of all involved who traveled uncharted distances outside themselves to lie down, no longer self-betrayed. Expect an important announcement, something perhaps unequivocal. Aha. The orchestrated dance, interpreted and fluid, expands the stage built for dreamers. Conceptual art is absolute best. How strange what we are on this planet. How long until the hour undoes itself? The appointment evaporates into a waiting room. All the keys go missing from the rotten piano. The dog stops chasing its tail. Sometimes one has to dig out savagely, barehanded, from elaborate underground labyrinths, their own language. And then it feels okay to sleep, finally, to sleep for countless days and wake up alive. And my response, famous last words. As the maple mulls false tread on the slide, we reach for handrails, unseen yet implied. Would that we all a reprieve be granted as rain on terrain leaves our silt fence slanted as our calibrated comings and goings coincide. Truth be told, I would be better off curbside. It appears desired safe haven has been denied. Shaken roots succumb to pressure, avalanches. Rocks on a roll take a toll on fallen branches. So much for let your conscience be your guide. Longing for a time, I felt stranded, dockside, fending for myself like a forgotten war bride. The hinges were rusted and frozen on the gate, giving calls to my paws to hurry up and wait. Now the water has the last word of flood tide. In poems. Wow. That was phenomenal. That was incredible. Beautifully written. It was almost, um, what's the word? Ethereal, but not like naked ethereal. Is that is that a thing? It is now, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said that was Krissa? Mm-hmm. That was Krissa Jopek. And then the boy with you, I've ripped her several times over the years. She just gets me all wound up. (laughs) Getting you wound up is a good thing. Well, I tell you what, I'd been away from from Speakeasy for a long time, like a year. I just burned out, and then I got into her 
uh, blog site in her book, and 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 I got charged up again. And like five of the first seven times I was back on, I was reading her stuff. That's what got me back into it. Got me back really to writing again, I guess. So she's my inspiration. Both there, one of them. So are you. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it for lighting a spark under his butt. <laughs> All right, so what are the last words you want to say to 2020 as you, after you, after, before you give us your, your, uh, how to find you? Or are you going to read a second one? No, that's it. You got one from her and one from me. That's two. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't have said said anything. I'm old. I forget. Sorry. Plus, I gave you a little opening. (laughs) Your show that you're probably going to record and use later. I'm greedy. Right. Can you can you record that and send it to me? Can you say that to me with music? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I can. Uh, um, uh, Chrissy Jopek. You can find her on the internet. You can Google her, or you can simply do the HTTPS colon slash slash. And type in her name, K R Y S I A J O P E K dot com. She has her very own website. She owns it. She has what she has what you guys call a domain. That's cool. Isn't though? <laughs> All, right. All right. To answer your right, question, sweetheart. Michael Todd is a what blank slate. That's the that's the last word you're leaving us with. I don't have any last word. I don't have any famous last. Word. If I give you my last words, I'll die. That'll be the end of me. Michael Todd. No, your last words for 2020. I said. <laughs> um, but Mike Michael Todd's a blank slate is good. I'm just glad because I have finger paint. So, you know, we'll take care of this. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just grateful for a lot of things. A lot. Tremendous. Fantastic. Life couldn't be better. There you have it. I agree. All right, Michael. We will talk to you next year. Thanks for your time this time. Until next time, so long. (laughs) Bye-bye, hon. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Two one six on the air. Hi, Mama. Oh my God. Hello. You know I got acid reflux, so my voice is shot. But I want good news is the good news is somebody loves me and I'm grateful. Um, somebody really loves me and I'm grateful. And I don't really get on here and start bragging about people that love me but I can't really say much because when people love somebody there's always going to be somebody that's going to feel slighted so I just like say to the I've, I've sent out a lot of notices to make sure that the person that I know that loves me gets to hear that I'm grateful and I was ecstatic and it was a real, real heavy, heavy box. 
that I had to struggle to get up like a little kid, and I had to open it like a little kid. And, like, when I went inside of it, it was just like, oh, this is these goodies like a little kid, and the goodies never stopped. It was like a, a never-ending <clears throat> box. So I hope the person that sent me that box um, hears me, and I uh, hope they got uh, a chance to realize that how much I enjoyed it. It was like the highlight of my year. And I want to thank the person. And that's that. So, here we go. I bet they love you so, 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 so much. It showed. I'm sweating just talking about it. Oh, I bet I bet they I bet they count themselves the one with the best gift and that was probably, you know, undoubtedly having you in their life. So I'm glad that you felt special like that because you deserve to. Well thank you. And thank you to the uh, person that sent that. Beautiful. And it's not just that one person, there's a lot of people I owe <clears throat> gratitude to because like I'm always getting something. And people just, like, show their love, and I'm just overwhelmed. And I thank everybody. Uh, I told a lot of people to listen because there's a lot of people that I wanted to be here <clears throat> to make sure that they got their their thank yous. And uh, it's amazing. I, I, I'm done. I don't, I'm sweating now. I don't even want to keep going on and on and on. <laughs> I'm going to read my two. Somebody should have put a cabana my, boy in there with a fan for you. <laughs> right. Or you could have fed you grapes while what, you wrote your poetry. Or, yeah. Or, or even better yet, an explanation of what some of the stuff was, because one of the things that was in there was like, it looked like a dry date, and I tried to eat it. <laughs> Did you really? Did you seriously? <laughs> seriously. Oh, my God. I'll pop through. Well, it fell out of the bag. It fell out of the bag. They had stuff in bags. Everything was, like, sorted out into these little groups. <laughs> and so the thing that fell out the bag, I thought, was a bag of dried dates. <laughs> I hadn't even opened it yet to see what else accompanied it. Accompanied it. As soon as it fell out, I said, well, it fell out. It must mean for me to taste it. So I just popped it in my mouth. <laughs> it was probably dinosaur poop. Whatever it was, it was a dry day. <laughs> but uh, so that's where I gotta get in touch with the person. I gotta find out what everything is. Certain things I knew what it what it was, and certain things I still don't know. But I'll find out in my private uh, chat one day. So let me read. You should my do a, like a video call with them or something. That would be cool. Okay, that'd be really cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, okay. so, I love you, Mama. What are you gonna What are you gonna do now? The name of my The name of my piece is uh, uh The name of my piece is called For Crying Out Loud. And it's a piece about how everything. I wish everything would get back to some normalcy. And it goes like this. Normal is an anomaly. Normally, I would not be staring at a phone for company, 
would be out with friends during the holiday season. Normally, I would be hugging the grandchildren that would be clamoring to climb into my lap lovingly. Normally, an anomaly would be me not going shopping to buy gifts religiously. Now, normally or normal is an anomaly where old people are drying up without our kisses uh, or our home-cooked meals where strangers hold phones to the ears as we speak through the glass to our life givers, parents and grandparents who made it for 80, 90 years are now abandoned by fear. Now that normal is an anomaly, I would just like normal to return back to regular. I would embrace normal in all of its tranquility, become welcome. I would welcome its dullness and even its boring tones just to hug and kiss my mom, my kid, my grand. I would be so happy for my kid to go to school and have over a playmate in the yard instead of them being prone to the telephone. The cold, hard, sometimes hot device that has plopped itself in the middle of our lives, a device that has become our soul's recorder, that may take your conscious will to the Lord, so be careful what you record. Nothing is normal anymore, and normal is an anomaly. Estranged families, no more normalcy. Normalcy equates lunacy and fatality. Since normalcy became an anomaly, We need back our normalcy for crying out loud in peace. (laughs) For crying out loud. And we are, aren't we? Crying out loud. We are. Yes. That was my mother's favorite thing. And I always want to be. Crying out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Crying out loud. (laughs) It was wasted. That's so funny. That, That gummit. That blasted, and for crying out loud, those are her curse words. You know, when my mom used to always say, and you, you know a little bit of that story, but one of the things she used to always say that I thought was always, it was so funny, was, was uh, bless your pea-picking heart and bless your pointy little head. Hmm. She used to, the pointy uh, little head, she used to say that to me all the time, bless your pointy little head, all the time, until I found out that that's basically calling someone dumb because the pointy head in was the dunce right. hat. Yeah, and I, I didn't know you. that until yeah. years later, like when I was an adult. It's like, God, all those years, you know, bless your pointy little head. And in my brain, I'm picturing this cute little gnome in a pointy hat running around on legs with no knees having fun. That's what I was seeing, but no, I was in the corner with the dunce hat on. <laughs> well, there was a man that came on television that did Bless Your Peep and Heart. That was his name. I can't remember his name. Tennessee, Tennessee Ernie Ford. Wasn't that a song he did? Um, well, he's, he's always in his show by saying Bless Your Peep and Heart, though. Hmm. But yes, yeah, that was Tennessee Ernie Ford. 
But um, yeah, we we talked about that before about the um, the the way our family would be cracking on us, and we didn't even know. Like my aunt would, my yeah. aunt would always tell me at the end that she would say that D O B I C, don't be so D O B I C. It's the same way that your mom would say pointy little head. My aunt would say don't be so D O B I C. And every time <laughs> we would try to figure out, we'd get the dictionary and try to figure out what the heck that meant. And it just meant don't be so stupid because it's not a word. <laughs> but anyway, just just so how did you like that? decades ahead of her time, right? Right. So how do you like that normalcy becoming? Would you like to have normalcy coming back so we can just like get back to something, something that makes sense? Yeah, I I love the, I love the whole. I love the whole concept of it. You know, I don't know if things will ever actually go back the way, and they never do. They, I mean, whatever whatever fingerprints was that shaped us in 2020, you can't erase fingerprints. You know, it's like working with clay. No matter what you do, you know, those fingerprints are now a part of it. So I don't think it's ever going to go back. I just hope it goes back to something that resembles some place where people can be happy and comfortable and feel so, safe again. That's my biggest fear. Let me say this. There was a show that Michael did an interview with me on, and mm-hmm. I got that show. I don't know how it popped up, but it came up, and I just sent it to everybody. I was so happy on that show. That was before COVID. We had so much fun. It was the highlight of my life. It was one of the best interviews, even though it was impromptu. It was just one of the best. Michael just, he is just so sweet. And then when he picked out the poem that he wanted to do that was mine, that just made, oh, man, you should see the tears. I fell on the floor. I couldn't believe he did that. He just wanted to cuss uh, my proxy. <laughs> and he picked out one of my poems. <laughs> that, uh, like, I said my mom didn't cuss, but that poem I cussed all in it, and he picked out that poem to do. It was just hilarious. So I got so many memories with um, Michael and, uh, and Nyla and, 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 and just the whole 14 years. I've only been a part of maybe 10 years, and um, so many memories with uh, Speakeasy Cafe. It's, 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 it's an anomaly. <laughs> so, I was just glad to find that, and um, I'm just hopeful that in 2021 we have many more and make many more memories together. Did you send it to me? Oh, uh huh. I sure did. When I found it, I, I have it. to go look for it. I haven't seen it. It was five years ago. It was when Michael was hosting. I sent it to a lot of people. I definitely sent it to you. Well, let me do my second question. I will go like, okay. Okay. Um, this is um, one I always do every every New Year's. It's called Party, like it's 1999. And every year I have to upgrade the year. But the last time I did it was uh, I had to upgrade it to 2020. So now I'm going to upgrade it to 2021. So I started writing it in 2012. So that's how many years I've been doing this piece. And it's called Party Like It's 1999. My feelings are wrapped 
in this flesh, free me from this bubble. There's too much free space around me. Fill my void with good noise. Penetrate my fertile egg with light. Raise, penetrate my eggs. I then can give birth to new gods. The djembe can vibrate on a sound wave. Enter my body and join as one delight and deliver me a helpmate. All these decisions meant for us is done by one. I want to party like I did before I gave birth to sorrow, before the decline of love begun. Is it too late to party like it's 1999? I want to party in 2021 like it's 1999. Because what did I overlook? Why do I not feel advanced? I feel more trapped, like a prisoner in a camp. I wish I could just revamp. I want to party like it's 1965, dancing in the streets. Oh, there was music, sweet music. There was music everywhere. I want to party like it's 1975, get on the soul train with Don Cornelius. I was back then a goddess fertile, giving birth to sorrow. I feel I was filled with an exuded joy. Everyone wanted to taste my lips and feel my sway. Just one dance, and I wonder why I excited the crowd. Just my presence filled the space in the room. My feelings were then not of the flesh. I could land on you. Just from the way you moved to the tune. I was so pruned and plucked. I knew how to fulfill my purpose. No more free space around me. I heard the noise that filled me with glee, and I wanted to party like it was 1945. Dance the jitterbug. Get thrown around. I wanted to party and get on down. 1955, jump up and do the splits and boogie-woogie across the floor and do the hoochie-coochie and come back for more. But is it too late to party like it's 1999? I wanted to do the cool jerk, cool jerk. It was just to be mesmerized by the earthly gods. James Brown said, get on up and uh, get on down like a sex machine. I wanted to party like it was 1985. Hip, hip, hooray. We set the trend. We set the pace. People all over the world feeling us, everyone doing the damn thing. The goddess in me didn't want to leave. She wanted to stay here and party like it was 1999. We can do it like that because we got it like that. I can work it like Cause I'm cool like that. It's 1999 and we partied. Yes, we really did not feel the explosion or the brunt. I needed to revisit, get my bean on, or get on my bean. I asked, is it too late to party like it's 1999? 
Is it a crime to go back in time when you held me tight to the long version of stay in my corner? Did you know we would need to go back in time when you held me slow dancing to the Delphonic slow grinding, making goddesses into baby mamas with no titles? But we did not mind. We gave up everything to be straddled to their lustful bind. Slow dancing to Marvin. Did you know what our future would hold as we dance to love songs? I'm going to end it there because it's really long. And I'm going to say, can we party in 2021 like it's 1999? In peace. That was intense, Mama. All of it. I mean, there, there. It was like a whole gamut of, of emotions. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. It was just incredible. The memories, the realities in it. Yes, we would love to have some of that back. <laughs> so we're just waiting and praying, hoping the change will come. I want to thank you for being so full and dedicated to this program and having us all, we all love you and us. Thank you so much. And on to the next to stand with me. I love you, honey. Happy New Year. Merry, happy holidays on everything and just know how much you're loved, okay? Thank you. Yeah, right. All right, Mama. Merry, happy, happy. Merry, happy, happy. All right. Good night, Mama. I love you. Night. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 506. 506, you're on the air. Evening. Andy, I've been so excited to talk to you. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing awesome. Merry Christmas. Happy Boxing Day. Merry Christmas. Happy Boxing Day to you, too. You know, you, I didn't know that Boxing Day existed until I met you and we started talking. And I really, really think that we need that I've, down here in the States. It's it's the funniest thing because, like, it's a holiday up here. But we've always heard, like, up here, um, the Boxing Day sales go on in the States. And stores are open on the 26th where they're not here. Hmm. For those of you who don't know, um, Andy is from Canada, and in Canada they have this thing (laughs) called Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. And it's when, you know, you get together on Christmas and you get to open up all your Christmas presents and stuff, and the people who gave you shit that you didn't like, you get to put on gloves and just run around punching people the next day. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. I wish we had that down here. It almost makes me want to move to Canada. It's the snow, right? And the lack of electricity that keeps a lot of people out. But the yaks. I mean, you got yaks. I mean, they're friendly faces. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good to hear from you. Happy holidays, Andy. Happy holidays. But so what's going on in your life? What's what? What are you working on? What are you going to read to us? All that good stuff. Well, we'll read 
and then we'll chat. Okay. And then maybe read again. Okay. Because I have a story for you. I love stories. Okay. Okay. For the crew, I have to steer us through this. The nor'easter came on so suddenly. Clear blue skies to gray violence without a clear warning. The day started protecting lobster traps. A great haul for the day. Smiles booming all around. Sailing home would be effortless. Now the crew are below. I can feel their worry. And their cries with every rough wave. We were not prepared for this. We're trying to see through the rain. Think of our family. The ones sitting at home, staring out their windows. Hoping to see their spouses coming to the door. Up here, all I see is darkness. Through the pallets of rain, direction is purely by instinct and hopes of finding land. Too dark like any other day. Tense and scared, heart is pumping through my skin. No, I do not have a say in our fates at all. It is either the ghost from the water that will guide us or the unforgiving nor'easter's hands. And boom. Wow. All right. I want I want the Paul Harvey on it. <laughs> There's not much for Paul Harvey on it, though. Um, the rest of the story? For those that don't know, I'm on the east coast of Canada, so we have a lot of nor'easters, they call them, which are storms in in the oceans and the lakes and stuff like that. So one day I was sitting there, and I have no idea why it popped into my head. It's one of those magical moments that I just, I can't explain. Um, the title, Nor'easter's Hand, popped in my head. No idea why. I wasn't reading anything about Nor'easter's or anything like that. It just popped in my head. <laughs> and, and so I wrote it down. And then I think I was listening to a song. Uh, about a navigator or something like that. Um, and I was like, wow. I'm going to go back and write a poem about trying to guide themselves through a nor'easter, which you really can't. So I wrote down the title first, and then I came up with a poem later. <laughs> yeah, you just and I made throwing that in my face, <laughs> not you. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I was watching a documentary tonight and I think I wrote down like five or six titles not from the documentary just things that popped in my head I have yet to yeah <laughs> I love it when you when you say I was just sitting there and poof this idea popped in my head you know what that really is right <laughs> it's your muse sitting across the room shooting rubber bands at you. Going, <laughs> you're ignoring me right now. <laughs> yeah, so it, it hits you with an idea. Yeah, it's like shooting rubber bands at your head. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's where that one came from. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. I it's. Like it, I, yeah, I just wrote down the title and then the poem like a month later. <laughs> oh, shut up. You rubbed that in already. 
It's, he's the only person I know that he writes in all these crazy titles. Maybe he's not. Well, he's the only person. I thought was true. He's the only person I know that does that. Writes down titles and then goes back and finds the title, and writes a poem to it. I'm, you know, completely the opposite. Yeah, I've been told I'm the only person that does that. Even I have writer friends that look at me and go, "You're an idiot." <laughs> Like you can't write <laughs> but it works titles. for you, I'm like, you know, no. and you write yeah, great poems. There's a power it, in what you do. Okay, it's something that I try to teach our writers all the time. It's kind of the way one of the reasons that I had them do the, uh, you know, go out in the world and find something where 17 syllables write a haiku every day. Yeah. You know, and write it down even if it's only 15 syllables, and. You do that. You know, you'll think of something. Something will pop in your head, and it's just a little poetic hiccup, and you write it down. You know, so it's mm-hmm. not really writing the title down. It's writing the concept down. And then you go yeah. back later, and you grab that title, and you're able to pull back what popped in your head. I don't know. I'm trying to make a reason for it. Well, it's it's true, but what gets kind of funny is, and I've and I've told this to other people before, like I'll I'll write down the title and then, you know, much later I'll if I don't write right away, like if I start sometimes when I start writing right away, I have the concept in my head. And what will happen and I don't know if other this happens, but other people like you know, if they stick to the structure of the content or whatnot, sometimes the concept that I come up with will change in the middle of what I'm writing. That makes sense. Mhm. Oh, yeah. Like I've written a line, and <laughs> I'm one of the worst people. <laughs> no, like um, I'll I'll be writing, and like say I'll do a verse, and then I'll do another verse, and then I'll write down a line, and I'm like, okay, that kind of changes what I was thinking in the first place. But let's go. Hardly any poem that I sit down to write <laughs> ends up being the poem I sat down to write. That's that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So at least exactly. we can agree on that. <laughs> yep. But you know that's that's giving your free that's following your muse and not trying to that's where great poems come from. You know that's when you follow your muse instead of trying to make your muse follow you. I don't want yeah, to write that line. I want to write this line over here. Oh no, bitch! You're writing this line. I'm not listening to you. Well, fine. I'm not going to give any more inspiration. Well, fine. I'm just going to go to my. I'm going to go there. Come back, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're going to read two? If you wish. Of course. Okay. Ready for another story? I am. All right. Dear stranger, how are you? I'm curious if you're witnessing what the rest of us are. Because as an authority figure, you, my friend, are just standing there. Indigenous citizens are trying to make a living for themselves, using the waters around them. Community members are beating their boats, creating one-on-one violence, saying that the indigenous community does not deserve to be there, burning their businesses down, striking another with fear. We are seeing all of this, that is including you. While protests are being held, a stoic faith is over you. However, you are the law, and burning violence is against the law. 
taking care of all people regardless of their race is what you were sworn to do. Yet, you are doing nothing but watching. You took an oath until you start showing that you are a stranger to us all. Oh, I love it. You know, true politics mm-hmm. at work, the people who are who are voted in and speak through forked tongues and say they're going to be here for us and court us through the voting period, you know, boom, all of a sudden, where are they when all of a sudden dead and we need them? You know, exactly. it's, it's just true politics at its best. And that actually happened. <laughs> Every so often, I'll use the title Dear Stranger. I think that was my 14th with the title Dear Stranger. You know, that and would make a really good title for a book. Yeah. <laughs> and put all your Dear Stranger poems in it. Someday I'll, I'll put all my, yeah. That'd be a long book. <laughs> because you said, just said like, you only had 14 or 17, or what was it? It was 14. But I don't write short poems sometimes. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. <laughs> I do know um, what you're saying. <laughs> but, yeah, this it's on the coast of Nova Scotia here on the east coast of Canada where I live. I live in New Brunswick. Nova Scotia is right beside us. Uh, that actually did happen. There was a community that was fighting the indigenous population while they were trying to go out and fish and make a living for themselves. And nobody was doing anything about it, law-wise. People ended up in the hospital. Businesses were, some of them were burnt down. So, yeah. But I do, I, I write something called Dear Stranger. Anytime... A lot of the times when I sort of get writer's block, I'll write, Dear Stranger, and I'll question somebody that I don't know. If that makes sense. It does. Robbie just kind of like cock-blocked your whole conversation because in uh, chat he's writing about his our, your guys' finance minister was caught having a vacation in the Caribbean. So I, that caught my eye. And I started reading it, and it's like, Robbie, I'm listening to Andy, and and then it's like, oh my god, I got to play catch up because I don't know what Andy just said, but I'm gonna try to follow him and see if I can pretend like I can catch it at the end when he's talking oh, nice. about the end now. So you, you need to yell at Robbie to quit distracting me. <laughs> but here's the thing. He says, "Oops." <laughs> And I'm going to mention this. Tell me, this the, is, tell me the thing, Andy. Everybody knows the phrase, it's the devil you know, not the devil you mm-hmm. tell. So you know what to expect from the people in power now. And people elect different people in power thinking it will change. Well, you don't know that. You know what the devil that's in power now will do. That's predictable. They've shown you their card. But you don't know what you're going to get in the future. So don't think it's going to change until it does. Yeah, anyone who can say that, you know what you're going to get, you know what to expect. Never had Trump as a president. (laughs) Did I say that in my out loud voice? (laughs) And that's 
that's somewhat of the perfect example of what I'm what I'm trying to say. And there's also another part of that. It's you knew what you were going to get, which was chaos. You knew you were going to get that. Now up here, it's kind of the same thing. People can complain about our leadership and in every country that they do. It's but one, they were elected in, and you knew what you were getting because they got elected in twice. And nothing's changed. You know, and when, and, and it happens in every country. Like, if you follow your history of every country and their, their elections and this, and people think that certain things are going to change, a lot of the times they don't. Does this reference back to poetry at any point? It's actually <laughs> part of what I write. It's what I, It's part of what I write about. <laughs> okay, I knew there was a connection. I, I just had to draw it in. I. Uh, <laughs> that's probably a title I wrote down earlier. <laughs> and you're verbally free freebasing the poem now. Freebasing. You're freebasing yeah. your poem. <laughs> yeah. Hello, 2020. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Andy? Yes. Tell everyone tell everyone how to find you. You can find me on Facebook, Andrew Scott. Uh you can find me on the web, andrewmscott.com. Or you can just go and say buy a book on Amazon. <laughs> You just look the Andrew book. Scott. Yeah, Andrew M. Scott. And the last one I put out was one called Searching. Very cool. All right, you guys, go check out his work. Andy, thank you for taking time on your New Year's Eve to come no and read problem. We appreciate it so much. <laughs> no problem. Have a good one <laughs> and good year. Good night, hon. Happy New Year to you. All right. Okay, bye. I wonder what they have after uh, New Year's Day in Canada, like pinching day or something, you know, kicking day, karate day, yeah, whatever. Okay, so our next call, I'm going to actually give you the next three callers. But first I want to let area code 407 know and 757, 407 and 757. You guys are not in the lineup. If you want to come on the air and read, please press 1. That will alert me and let me know that it's okay to unmute you. So that is 407 and 757. If you guys want to come on the air and read, press 1 at any time. If you're here just listening to the show, appreciate you being here. Thank you for that. And if you change your mind at any time, 407 and 757. 757, isn't that to Girl, you better be pushing that button soon. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, pre- press 1 anytime and it'll let me know to bring you on the air. Our next callers, we have 803-832-540. And And we are scheduled tonight to go for for two hours. And depending on, because, you know, I don't know how many people are going to be out uh, out and about. And uh, I'll basically where our lines are going to be tonight. But we're going to keep, as long as I've got callers, we're going to keep taking calls. 
And then once again, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. Did I cover everything, guys? Okay. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shellman. How are you doing tonight? Hi, sweetheart. Happy New Year to you. I'm so glad you had Thank time you. to call Happy in tonight. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> you going to help me, help me uh, escort 2020 out the door? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. I just got home from Houston. Uh, we went to Arkansas. We went to Louisiana. Last, this last at the beginning of the week. So. That's a lot Going of traveling. <laughs> yeah, it is. Are you being Are you being safe? Yeah, I'm being safe. I got me a mask. And I wash my hands. I'm already OCD about my hands anyway. And I take <laughs> vitamin C amongst other things. But uh, actually, I think I got pneumonia back in January, but I got it from somebody. He actually got in my face and coughed in my, almost in my mouth several times. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah, it was very gross. I'd have been so pissed. Yeah, I was. I told him quit. I don't want to get you sick. <laughs> but uh anyways yeah uh just been super busy i finished my traveling books poem um i got a title already and i've been working on two new poem or new poetry books and right now i'm just working on one at a time of course so i sent my other one that i just finished to my editor sent a payment gonna start that on january 4th or 5th do his editing then i'm gonna go from there I might get myself on Amazon. I don't know yet. I haven't figured all that out yet. So, uh, and uh, I'm doing my second book. It's not my second book. I already have written six books. I didn't get all of them published, though. But uh, anyway, so my second book is something very personal to me. Um, so my travels books, I'm sure you already know. I'm travel. I've traveled the world. And I did my childhood state uh, sides from when I was a kid. I went to 12 states, I believe, when I was a kid, and with my parents, and my family, and I went to 12, and I went to 10 states when I was in the Navy, uh, uh, with the actual with my sailors in the ship. Um, and then, of course, I went to a couple other states on my own too after the Navy too. So. Um, but anyways, I wrote that's my whole idea with that one. Then I wrote two dream vacations because one of my friends asked me to write two dream vacations to see where I want to go. So and she was interested in seeing where I had been, but she wanted to see where I want to go later on. So that's cool. And so now I'm writing 35 years Halloween, and it'll be me celebrating Halloween from 1995 until 2020 and my mom's going to help me <laughs> remember my kids my dad helped me with my kids on my travels so I didn't remember all of them so she's going to help me do that I'm thinking about putting pictures of me in it in my They're costumes gonna whenever I was younger your kids. no <laughs> they're going to help me remember my kid years 
Okay, okay. My, my parties how, and how many kids do you have that your parents have to help you remember them? <laughs> you know, I've traveled I all over. How many kids all over the world do you have? How many little Eric's are running around spouting poetry on street corners? You know, with with um, with the hat yeah. held up because they don't know their daddy. <laughs> That's right. That's true. It could be. I don't know. That's a mystery. No, I don't know if I have any illegitimate children or not, but I doubt it. But uh, anyway, so that's my second one. Or that's my next one, and uh, I already wrote a couple, actually, a few days. Uh, I got it in, my, in Halloween 1985, but I might make it a little different because my mom was pretty pissed off about me calling her superstition silly. So, But <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so my ne- my next one after that will be my autobiography. I uh, saw this book and kind of inspired me to think about it anyways. She did uh, her auto. well, I don't know if it's her autobiography, I think it's travel, but she it might have been her autobiography plus travel. Uh, but anyways, I found this book on Amazon, and I forgot who it was. It was just, I don't even know who it is. Like, I, don't, I was just randomly looking up poetry books online. And this one, she wrote nine chapters, in prose, and then she did her travels and poetry. So I was like, well, that's interesting. So I might be doing mine in prose, then poetry, but I might do mine also as a long poem, too. I haven't decided yet. So it would be the whole book poem, like almost like an epic poem, kind of. But it would be autobiography and narrative, so... Uh, that's what I'm aiming at right now. So that's that's a full plate for a new year. That's ambitious. Yes, yes, it is. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, right now I'm you. on this. You'll do it. Thank you. Right now I'm on this nonfiction kick. So my first three books, actually my first five books, are complete fabricated fiction, and some of them had meanings and some of them didn't. And they're, of course, they're biased and they're eclectic. So, but that's all right. I might put them together in a works, an eclectic works later on. Uh, but I haven't decided, or I might just print them and see who wants to buy them. So, but I don't know yet. I'm, I'll get there when I get there, because <laughs> I got to print each one and republish each one too. So, it's going to be very expensive. But it's all good though. So I got, uh, so I had my own turmoil here in uh, 2020. Of course, COVID has a lot of restrictions, and that played a part, you know, in my life, like everybody else around the world. But I'm not going to deem on, I'm not going to dwell on the negative. So I actually uh, read Nathaniel Taylor Fred Jr. a few times. Last time I think I was on here, and that's my second cousin, and I actually took care of him. So I was going to read two poems about him. I wrote I wrote uh, Helping a Friend Move On, which is actually what happened uh, during those two last 42 days of his life. Also, you know, during the whole life that I knew him, because I didn't know him at the beginning of his life. I met him later on, and I had to open mm-hmm. up to him. So um, not that that's a bad thing, you know, whatever. I didn't know. So he was just kind of... I don't know. I don't know how to explain him. <laughs> he was a piece of work, I guess. 
But anyways, uh, yeah, I got that and this one, uh, and then I got another one. I just buried him and I'm going to be scattering his ashes and gluing two, uh, tombstone plates on the tombstones for his grandpa or his grandma and his grandpa and his mom and dad too. And, and his mom and dad and grandpa and grandma, they all, they were buried in two different cemeteries. So that was a lot of fun. So we didn't scatter the ashes because it was too windy, but we did bury because my grandma is his aunt and my great aunt, or I mean, my great aunt was his, is his aunt and my great aunt, my great uncle that's still alive is his uncle. And, uh, they didn't really want to just scatter. So, and he wrote it down in a will that he wanted to be cremated. So it was, you know, his choice. So. But yeah, that's what I got tonight. Um, of course, you know it's heavy on my heart and heavy on my mind. So it's it is what it is. It's taking care of it for someone, you know, it's a lot harder than people think. But anyway, so this is uh, helping a friend move on. All right. First time I ever done this for anyone. Took a massive pay cut in order to help him transit was paid a short amount of money for doing so. Never about the money, it was about my love for him, wanting to help him cross over as peacefully and comfortably as he could. I wanted him to know that I took care of him the last 42 days of his life. I would one day hope that someone might do that for me whenever I get in his position near my departure of this world. From 4 p.m. to 10 a.m., I was there caring for him in between his visiting angels and hospice visits. We watched lots of horror movies, all sorts of television shows, listened to his favorite music, crying, screaming, and wailing. Whenever he watched the news, he was too much of an empath, wanting to solve all our world problems. I told him if the news affected him that badly to just turn it off, he said no because he needed to know what was happening in the world. He told me that he was scared to die, didn't want to become lonely in a vast nothingness. I told him even if there is an afterlife, you will be dead and you probably won't know about or care. That seemed to help tide him over. I told him that I'm here for you, that I love you, you aren't dying alone either. You have to. You have your dogs and your family. He seemed happy about that. I took him to see two of his fellow musician friends before he died. They enjoyed seeing him and hanging out with him. Brought his brought ah uh, sorry bought his groceries, cooked for him whenever he wanted me to until he lost his taste and everything tasted like crap to him. I was sad and mad about me taking care of him, knowing that he would eventually die. I couldn't do anything about it. Once he died, my mind was truly messed up. I wanted to burn his camper down with me in it and leave this world. He was my best friend. We hung out so many times, had great times together, had done lots of laboring work for him. I truly loved him and helped him out whenever I could. I miss him so much. He was a huge part of my life. It truly sucked watching him suffer through everything as well. I'm thoroughly glad that I got to be his helper. Even whenever he became a real handful, 
even for me to handle. My memories will forever keep him alive. Rest in peace, Nathaniel Fred Taylor Jr. That's in peace. The first one. You know what I love about the piece is the honesty in it. You know, I know that was a really hard thing for you to go through. And throughout that entire piece, you talk about, you know, you don't just talk about the hallmark version of helping someone die. You talk about the reality of some of the stuff that they go through. And you talk very clearly and honestly about your feelings of doing it. You know, you're, you're angry, you're sad, you're, you know... I really, you know, I really appreciate that because I was my my daddy's caregiver when uh, when he passed away, and it isn't always lollipops and rainbows and a Hallmark card. You know, it's hard. It's so hard, and you know, I appreciate you making that tangible. That was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I'm sure your dad appreciated you helping him cross over too. Oh, he was. And yeah, it's a big it's a big deal too. <laughs> Most people, yeah, most people are just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's all happy and glory, you know. No, there's bad times, you know. But I yeah. just wanted to relate it to the world and relate it, you know, to people that I know. And and I actually got a whole lot of likes on Facebook for it. And this guy, his name is John. I think his name is John Kavanaugh. I don't know exactly how you pronounce his name. He's from Ireland. And he read my poem in uh, one of these groups I'm in on Facebook. And he asked me if he could read it on his own poetry show. And he does a live recording of him reading the poems. Um, And so I told him, yeah, you know, thank you. Appreciate it. And he gave me a lot of good comments. And he said that he could really relate as well and he really wanted people to hear that now he calls it prose which you know that's up for debate that but you know it's not because i wrote a prose poem narrative prose yeah yes, because i right. write yeah well that's mainly what i write as you already know i mean i'm not you know i try to i like my poetic prose or my prose poetic you know poetry either way it's whatever but yeah, no, he's right. But anyways, he was reading a lot of poems, and he read, he reads short stories on there too. So, but anyways, it's it's cool, and I actually posted it on my Facebook, um, and my sister said that she thought it was awesome, and she uh, she actually shared it too on her page as well. So she's a big fan of mine too. So she likes my poetry and likes me reading and writing too. So, but anyways, yeah, no, I just wanted everybody to know, and and I made it through it this time. <laughs> I went to an open mic night last month in person, and I actually cried like a little baby. <laughs> oh. So, and I read my poem, and I didn't cry at the funeral, so I was uh, doing good. <laughs> but it's all good, though, you know. You got to show some empathy and sympathy, you know. For the ones we love so all right well this one's called uh helping my friend uh hell sorry helping put my friend to rest went to his funeral where his two aunts one and one uncle were there with my mom and dad and i was there too of course i volunteered to help read my poem i wrote for him and a song 
that he sang for me several times, which was Watch Over You by Alter Bridge, which asks who's going to watch over you when I'm gone. I volunteered to dig two holes in two different ceremonies and two different cemeteries for his request. And my grandmother read out of his mother's Bible the verses about from ashes we came and ashes we go. I helped set up a table with his picture, a picture of Jesus Christ and real flowers as well. The wind kept blowing them over, had to hold them during our ceremony. His aunt is my grandmother. His other remaining aunt and uncle are my greats. His other aunt gave great comments about her memories of him throughout his life, from being a chubby toddler to a grown adult. Uh, my dad did the opening prayer and consecrating of the graves. And my mom held down the stuff on the table and gave the closing prayer. We will, we will be spreading his ashes on the designated graves another day because it was too windy. We will be uh, epoxying his placards on his parents' graves, which are in two different cemeteries. Long live Nathaniel Fred Taylor Jr. Hopefully he may rest in peace now. That's in peace. Wow. That was beautiful, huh? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You are very welcome. All right. So do me a favor now, hon, and tell everyone how they can come find you. All righty. This is Eric Shulman. I got my personal blog written down finally. <laughs> All right. This is You can find me at Shulman, S-H-E-L-M-A-N. That's all lowercase. Eric, E-R-I-C, dot blogspot, dot com. And I don't have all my poems there, but I have, I think I have about 50 or 60, I think. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. It's Eric Shellman. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shellman. You can find me on Twitter. I believe it is, uh, ask, or not asterisk, um, Hang on, I'm trying to think what's... <laughs> oh, at sign, Shelman Eric, I believe is what it is. Um, I'm on Instagram, but I don't really use it and kind of becoming really boring. So, but <laughs> I'm there. I can't, I forgot to write my, write it down to let you know I'm pretty new to it. But that's where I'm at right now. Um, you know, maybe one day I'll have my books published so people can buy them. <laughs> and I still plan on getting my books in libraries nationwide too. That'd be cool. But anyways, thank you so much for the platform. Uh thank you so much for uh everything you do for our our whole community. Nyla, really appreciate it. Uh I appreciate you for, so much. You're welcome. And uh happy new year to everyone. And I'm going to stick around for the rest of the show. I was typing up some of my poems, but my Wi-Fi seemed to went off. I got I got me a camper now, and I got a good deal on it, too. So I'm actually a lot happier than I've been in a long time. <laughs> and I'm living with my mom and dad, you know, trying to get back on my feet. So it's good, good to have a sense of independence. So. Well, 
have a great night and have a great remainder of the show. And I'll talk to you next time. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you soon. Happy New Year's to you, and thank you for being here tonight. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Bye. All right. That was Eric. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve to you, my darling. How are you? I am fabulous. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. It is so good to hear from you. What are your what are your closing words to twenty twenty? I'm doing much better, so thank you. Um, So I'm still not writing anything new. I may do something tomorrow. I generally always do a New Year's poem, either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, but uh, I don't know. That's yet to be determined tomorrow. But I thought I'd bring this poem. It's called Cosmic, and it goes like this. When the planets align, a miracle they will produce. Two souls intertwined through space and time, spirit to spirit, soul to soul. This is a yin and yang of a totally phenomenal class. The energy between the two feels like lightning bolts coursing through their veins. Two hearts beating as one, in sync, and thumping like a bass drum, a king beyond compare, a rare, unique breed. His strength and intelligence overpowers all obstacles. His voice sends joy overwhelming, melodic and profound, a queen regal and strong, having his back through thick and thin, She strengthens him with honor and grace. Her voice, soft and sensitive, warm and inviting. If weakness comes, the other intensifies, bringing fortification and sovereignty. Peaks, mountains, valleys, lows means nothing because they keep it heavenly. The power that they exude, no foe can destroy. A match made upon the universal light. Mars to Venus, stars upon the celestial plane. Peace and harmony reign supreme. When their passion ignites, a supernova explodes, creating a cosmic expansion. Erotic fires burning deep into the night as bodies enveloping into one another. Warm rivers flowing into the ubiquitous ushers in a new era. Beyond the physical, a phenomenon of the psychic, a birth of love everlasting. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. 
and peace. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. You're um, welcome. So I'm going to do just a little short piece. It's called Dark Chocolate. <laughs> Dark Chocolate. He stays on okay. my mind like a nursery rhyme to it. He stays on my mind like a nursery rhyme to a child. Fantasies of our union swirl around my cortex. He is like the autumn breeze, soft and refreshing. He brings giggles and laughs, a comic relief sorely needed. Dark chocolate delights, delicious and sensuous. A warm heart. Compassionate and understanding, romancing the swirl, truly an exquisite dance of sweet dark chocolate and peach candy, enjoying each moment, savoring each second. Cosmic planet alignment brings joy ever flowing. Dark chocolate isn't just healthy, but fabulous for your soul. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Hmm. Phenomenal. I'm so glad you're here. What a great way to close out the year and welcome in the new year. Yes, uh, chocolate rivers flowing. (laughs) God bless you, Nyla, and I want to thank you myself for all that you do for the poetry world and giving us this platform, and you've been going strong for 14 years, going on 15, and, you know, that is phenomenal in itself, and your dedication is amazing. It is so valuable, and it is really, truly appreciated by me, and, um, just want to wish you a happy new year and uh as far as the question about uh 2020 let's kick it out on its butt and never uh remember 2020 ever again <laughs> it will go down in the annals of history as a horrible horrific year that nobody wants to remember or revisit ever again you know, it's funny because there's a lot of things this year I'd revisit. You know, there's things that were sad. You know, I was thinking about that today because, you know, we lost, this year, like, we lost two really important people to us. And I was thinking, you know, God, I wish I could just make this year go away. And, you know, it's like, I wouldn't. You know, it would be nice to make it go away because then you wouldn't feel that pain. But, you know, would it be worth not having that person in your life? All this other, you know, I've just been thinking about all that stuff. And, and, you know, it was a really rough year, but we made it through it. Yeah. We did it. Amen. You know, it wasn't that bad because we're here. And we're still fighting and we're still strong. So, you know, I have faith in us. Amen. Amen. But, you know, we lost more than two poets. Uh, we lost oh, I know, I know. close to 20, like close to 20 poets nationwide. We we lost. And then, of course, you know I have my personal loss. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been difficult because all that 
I, you know, for like seven years healed from it all, bubbled up, and I've had to re-heal from it all. But it's been a truly uh, horrible year. But you're right. Thank God we we all made it through. We're all alive. We're all kicking. And that's really just God's blessings um, to all of us uh, or whatever uh, higher power you may ascribe to, you know, they got us through. And um, thankfully, you know, we can go into the new year and shed uh, all of this um, tragedy and horrific um, events and and go into a more positive, light-filled new year, you know. So take care, Nyla. Much love to you. And let me step off this mic. And as Stan would say, next poet up. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot. Uh, it's funny forgot. how many people quote him. I forgot. I forgot the I forgot the main uh, uh, instruction that you always give every show. This is Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, or Poetical, if you're a poet, you ought to know how to spell that, Poetical Angel Queen. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on every uh, platform known to humankind. Uh, under Amelia T. Davis, and um, much love, Nyla, much love. Much love to you, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next year. Absolutely. All right, sweetheart, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, honey. Okay, bye-bye. All right. I want to remind once again, 407 and 757, you are not in the lineups. If either of you would like to come in the air, please press 1. Otherwise, uh, you know, enjoy the show. If you change your mind anytime, you can press 1 again at that moment, whenever you change your mind, that mind-changing moment. That was area code 407 and 757. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three, four. We've got uh, 540. 919-807-863. Those will be our next caller. So let's go ahead and grab 540. And uh, 540, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing just fine. This is uh, Miss Automatic this Charismatic. Automatic Charismatic. Mr. Larry Shepard in the house. Yes, yes, indeed. How are you doing, Nadi? Uh, Nyla. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> I'm doing awesome. It's good to hear from you, honey. Yeah. Oh. You know, I'm not, um, I heard about the 2020. I'm not too mad about it because uh, I was getting paid, you know. I was getting extra money. Yeah, and that, I mean, some, that's a big deal. Yeah, I was making more money actually sitting, not working, than working. I made more money not working than working. And a lot of people were sitting at home. And then when people were getting unemployment, they, you know, people weren't going to, they were getting, they say, I might as well sit home. I make more money sitting at home than I go working. 
you know. But uh, we do know. twenty. Yeah, that that part I like about twenty twenty. You know, it had challenges, but you know, you learn, you live, and you learn through every year. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, it had some good and some bad. Uh, twenty twenty, the year of coronavirus. You know. Everything changed in 2020 when it came to Corona. Before we could sit down at a restaurant, we could breathe without a mask, and now we got we got to be in compliance. You know, so that's how it is. Um, I'm not taking a vaccine, but I will take a detox, or you know, take vitamins, more vitamin C. Something like that to uh, um, strengthen my immune system. I think that, that's important. You know, the, the vaccine is one thing, but you know, keeping your immune system strong. People are just they don't seem think. I don't know. That's important too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure is. So. Uh, are you doing two poems right now, or? Yeah, we are. Okay, I'm gonna do um, I'm gonna do one poem, and then I want you to name the second poem. Whatever name you do, uh, give, I'm gonna do that poem. All right. <clears throat> okay. I'm gonna call this poem "These Days Be Crazy." In this life of a storm, what is normal? What is uh, taking a different step? In these days of our breath, of what we have left, and what we have gone through the death of many people, the sequel, the everlasting, breathing into our pollution and wanting to know the solution. What do we address, not suffer less? If we only go through these days that be so crazy, it's amazing how we're behaving, changing our lifestyle for what's worthwhile. We're trying to survive. We're trying to not be denied our life, that it only changed through the pain, and more to gain is simple like that. But how do we react and make things happen when these things are like so crazy? The news flash so fast and so bizarre and everything in this life is going so far. But how can we be the survivor? So many answers that need to be answered. And these things are so crazy. But the only question I have will next year be crazier. Miss Automatic Charismatic, the lyrical inch, 10 gears <laughs> in the morning, but we drive. Make it crazy. I, I heard baby. Yeah, it's my uh, two month old uh, niece. Aww. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. That was uh, cute. Yeah. 
That's adorable. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come visit you. Yes, yeah. Yes, he's just enjoying uh, the light. She's enjoying, you know, doing her thing. (laughs) Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you hear me? Right. Yeah, I can hear you now. I, you I lost me? you for a minute. Oh, okay. So I want to see if you can right. make, give me Go a ahead. shout out to a second one. Okay. And I'm going to make it a short piece. Okay. Can you give me? All right. No, I was saying just name a title. Give, give me, give me something to talk about. And I'm gonna oh, make you it want, a piece. you're gonna do a free verse piece. Yes. Okay, I thought you were gonna read with something and have me title it. Um, let me see. Let me pull one of our. I'm gonna pull one from our prompts that we I gave at the beginning of the show. Let's see if I can find the, one of those. Let's scroll down here real quick. Da, 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 da. Uh, let's do the first one. This is your prompt. You ready? All right, I want go you ahead. to do something on the hands of time reaching. Hands of time reaching. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have come forth. Like the clock is moving, like everything is pursuing. My words is so, in the words of being amused, the news. And I'm looking at the clock, wondering what will happen next, wondering what to check on, because these hands of time is reaching to another powerful source. I have to stay on course. My mind is just in another dimension. My words is like the words of recognition, and I am in the days of ambition of the words of my thoughts. I never want to get lost, but I had to show, and the hands of time is reaching. But what I need to know, what I need to show, and as I grow into another time for change, for life, for what to its reach, for what is the example to teach a whole nation in one, because we all must reach one. Miss Automatic Carrots, Magdalene Lynch, to give them in the Marlene Piper and Draw. Fantastic job, sweetheart. That was awesome. That was impressive. Oh, sucks. <laughs> sucks. And I and I was drinking, so I <laughs> I'm still drinking. No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, drunk, it's but... it's New Year. You're allowed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. You know. Happy New Year. Uh, Tell uh, everyone uh, how to find you, honey. Oh, you can find me at Viper Network. Um, find me at Mr. AC Viper Vision. 
www.viperempire.wordpress.com and you can uh, find me on uh, Twitter, Viper uh, Network. Uh, Yeah, so you can find me out there. I am on uh, Instagram. It's Mr. AC Viper Empire. So, yeah. Very cool. All right, Larry, have a fantastic, fantastic New Year, and I'm so glad you were able to make time to be here tonight. It was fantastic. All right. Yeah, so I hope you're getting your trick on. I'm doing it right now. I'm 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 doing my celebration with you guys. This is good for me. I tell you what, that's the naughty. Uh, I, I get Nyla high on my poets. <laughs> no, actually, you what, I have I'm, a glass of of dry wrestling, um, of dry white wine. It was all that was in the refrigerator. It's probably like months old. I think it was my son's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so so well, I have good. a glass of wine here. I'm doing good. Well, I hope you be naughty in uh, 2021, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Larry. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Thank you so much for being here tonight. You're welcome. All right, hon. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 9 one nine. I believe this may be Granville. Granville, are you with us? Yes, Nyla, I am, and I'm happy to be here. How are you doing, sweetheart? Yeah. Huh? What's that? I say I'm happy to be here because a lot of people didn't make it this year. I know, right? Right? That's what I keep saying. Everyone says it's a horrible year. It's like, no, I woke up every day. It's a fantastic year. Yes, yes, yes. You know, a lot of people didn't make it. it, it uh, we have become so comfortable with death and dying. Haven't we, though? 2020. It's been macabre. It's been very macabre. Yes. You know, it's, it's weird. Remember how crazy it was when we first heard about Columbine, the shooting at the school, or like when yeah. 9-11 happened. You know, the first time something happens, it's so unfathomable. You know, now you hear about another public shooting and you skip over the article and just keep reading. It doesn't affect us the same way anymore. No, We've come no, desensitized no. to that violence to and that to sad. To and dying. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's what that's what the establishment wants. They want us to become desensitized to death. So, 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 so when people die, they there's no longer an outcry. People just you know, people it, don't you know? think how much times have changed. But imagine walking into the ho- a house in the 1950s. And having the mom and the dad and the kids sitting there in the front room with their TV and going over and turning the TV on, imagine their reaction if you turned the TV on and it was the stuff that's on the TV for kids today. Can you imagine? 
Yeah, you, you know, I think about that often, yeah, because I can remember when people, when TV was new, television was new, and the programming, and when you will have a, a simple, maybe like, you know, when violence was first being introduced and people start to, to protest the violence and saying that it's turning, you're going you're gonna to have a bad effect on the society. And they were right. They were right. You know, the, and, and, and probably back in those days, on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a series like Manix or something, you might have one murder. <laughs> And the whole show, for the 60 minutes of the show, and people was protesting. You know, people could have seen the way it was heading, you know. And they were right, because now we have become so... Death has become so... Violence has become so commonplace, you know, we... You know, like we can't live without it. I mean, look at the games that the kids play. Violence, violence, death, death, death. Oh my. Oh my. Yes, we have become desensitized, Nyla. And with that being said, that's why I'm going to do this poem here, you know. Beyond the grave. This one goes out to all the souls that we have lost and to the family and to the families of after we after bereaved after after the dearly departed. This poem is called Beyond the Grave. The thought of my death is an insult to me. I am above this. This cannot be my fate. It is beneath me. I would remonstrate the indignity. Divinity does not become this. Rigor mortis, and I should never be acquainted. The rigid fool, I am befuddled. It disturbs me that I should have an end. Mortality. I am above it. The grave cannot contain me. It's a sham, a force, a transition, a temporary thing, and it shall pass, for we are more than this. We are more than this. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are very, very, very welcome. That was awesome. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. 
You're welcome. All right, so tell everyone how they can find you, Granville. Yes, you can find me on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington, or Instagram of the same name. And you can check me out on uh, I'm all over the place. I, I am on most social medias and stuff and stuff. I'm just I'm I'm just a poor advocate of myself. <laughs> but you <laughs> check me out on, on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington and you know, you, you, you'll find me and you can go from there. Pick up a phone number. Uh, Granville John Hedrington dot gh at gmail dot com. That's my email. In case you want to hire me. I'll get access to my book. Oh, yeah, you can find me on Amazon too. I have, I have a couple of books on Amazon. Book two and book three. And and that's all I can remember for now. Have a happy new year, Nyla. Happy new year to you and and what you're doing here is so beautiful. I didn't I haven't hadn't I heard not, I heard, uh, what's her name so that you've been doing it for fourteen years. I had no idea. That's a long time. Yeah. It is a lot. And, 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 and you're good at what you do too. I'm, I'm saying I didn't hear about you before. But better <laughs> late than never. Well, just know that I appreciate you so much and uh, you being here. Being with our family. Happy to be here, my friend. Happy to be here. All right, sweetheart. So we will talk to you next year? Yeah. As long as I make it past midnight tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we will do that. We will do that for sure. Yeah, I All know. right, sweetheart. We'll God talk will, to you soon, God honey. will be done. And yeah, we hope to be here, yeah. you know. Have a blessed exactly. evening. And a ble- okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 807. Oops, I muted the wrong one. Let me go ahead and give the next one so you kind of know. We have 807 now, who I'm just done muting. Then we have 863, uh, 757, and 501. Those will be our next caller. So 807. Hello. Hey, Hey Robbie. How are you, love? Not bad. You were just... Cracking up there for a sec, but I got you. <laughs> got you back. Uh, I didn't mean to distract you <laughs> in the chat before. I just it just sprang into my head and it kind of sprang with some immediacy because when I saw that, I thought, well, there you go. You know that and that really upset me. And uh, it's like what you were saying, uh, and Andy was saying, like, you know, you you vote in, you knowingly vote in, and we had both. Uh, both uh, premiers, uh, the younger and the older, and, you know, the younger one wasn't greater, it wasn't so great, and now we voted in the older one, and he knew two weeks ago that this uh, finance minister was was going on a vacation, and he didn't say anything. So, there you go, right? (laughs) Right. Anyways, yeah, I know we don't want to dwell on that too much, but I was just 
yeah, it just it just popped into my head so immediately. So, uh, but um, uh, while I've been listening to the show, uh, I've been doing something, learning something by ear here. I think you might find this familiar. A little bit of uh, Eau Claire de Lune, or the uh, you put you said Luminosa. I, it's actually. Uh, I remember you asked me to, or challenged me to do a poem to that uh, a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And now we're coming full circle. Now I'm learning it on the keyboard. Ha ha! Look at that. <laughs> Isn't life a mysterious <laughs> and wild thing? <laughs> and uh, I just found, I just found the. Uh, tutorials for it and online and all that so <laughs> so another another thing in my repertoire uh you know massive attack this song and and uh, mad world from the from the uh, film there uh, what's it called um oh donnie darko <laughs> that's my musical project this year <laughs> those three songs so uh as i was saying i uh, you and had challenged me to write about uh, about Luminosa, and uh, I thought it might be appropriate to close the year with that poem. And it turned out to be actually one of my favorites. So here we go. I stand at the edge of forest night, and behold, I see a luminous being, the name of Luciole, a being of infinite light, flitting in and out of existence, persisting in its light to draw me in, to guide me through the forest, for an unknown purpose, as my lips find purchase to kiss the sky itself, so that I may absorb its ev- very knowledge. As in this magical, mysterious sky, I see fireflies make up the constellations themselves, and those constellations speak to me of Lucille's light. As I walk into the depths of this forest, I can feel Lucille's warming light guiding me past the cold of the dead of night. No chill of bone, no fright of a lonely night to fill my soul. And I feel myself blessed by the flight of Lucille. And I follow her as I follow her as she flies into the sky of fireflies in fitful jumps of turbulent atmosphere and takes flight. This Lucille, she is the queen of fireflies, those fireflies that form the constellations, those constellations whose light falls upon my eyes, and I spy entire universes in just one firefly's flick of light. And Lucille, she teases me, the woman child of infinite mirth, to follow her, to be blessed forevermore by her caring light, light that does not hide the pain of life, but rather burns away the unnecessary cruelties, those self-imposed nights of souls' darkest thoughts that are brought about by unenlightened souls who lack the light of cosmic realization, that the universe is meant as a place of utter elation, not as a place for mortals to mire themselves in sorrow, to stagnate their souls in misery contemplation. Take me to the forest, O Lucille of the sacred light. Take me to the forest of enlightenment, and never let my soul wander again into misery's night. Let my soul forever be immersed in the light of soul's intelligence, so that my soul may forever take flight in joys, eternal and blessed night. And I kind of wish that you could have seen the background of everything that was in, because 
everything's dark here, and I've got my Christmas tree on, and there's this kind of a disco-ish light that I have, a disco light bulb that spins, and then in the background I can hear fireworks going off. And I thought that if that isn't the most perfect atmosphere to read uh, Luminosa, I don't know what is. <laughs> and I have my glass of wine, so that makes it even more perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Everything is made perfect by wine. <laughs> it is. Right. It is. It can be, yes. Yeah. I had a bottomless glass of wine a couple of years ago. I, I kept, I was topping it off because it was almost empty. So I did that the first time, and then I, then I said, oh, it's almost empty, and I'll top it off. And I t- did that a second time, and then around the third or fourth time, I said, holy shit, this glass of wine hasn't been empty in uh, 45 minutes. <laughs> this is a bottomless glass of wine. <laughs> funny. All right, so what you got, hon? Uh, I have another one if you want to hear it. Uh, Magic Moons. So this is another kind of a cosmic one. By Magic Moons, I meditate divine, reaching for the infinite with thoughts that pass through my contemplating mind. I raise my hands in purpose to the ether of the magic's mysterious air as I put on airs of magic bombast, energy whipping through my body, weaving glyphs and symbols, releasing my energies to heavens with greatest care. I close my eyes to draw that power further in, now sitting in repose to bring the focus to bear, arranging and rearranging realities in words and incantations so that they may accord with my magical machinations. I look up to those magical moons as I reverently draw upon their magnificent power. I feel that power now behold behind my very eyes as the heavens look down upon me for audacity, for my audacity and glower. Hail to you, O magic moons of my magical skies. I thank you for your phases that I draw on every night, those powers that wax and wane to bring different effects both subtle and grand, to this magician's might. May your infinite progress, progressions of phases never fade from this magician's sight. And I believe I was listening to Enigma, uh, their, their Odysseus song, is it? Uh, when Maybe when I was uh, writing that. I know that there's a couple of magic-based poems that I was uh, listening to Enigma to, uh, when I was... Uh, when I was writing, so. <laughs> That's uh, one of my absolute favorite bands, Enigma. I would, it would be nice if you, you would appreciate it if you saw it, but there was a, I asked someone uh, if they wanted a poem for their birthday, and so I wrote one like 20 minutes before I got on or whatever for a birthday, and I wrote, I had, I was playing that song, that Odysseus from, um, from Enigma and I got really clever and I was talking about runes and the magic of runes and I had, uh, I can't remember why but I had Scrabble letters with me and um, I was kind of tossing them in the air while I was um, while I was reciting my poem and those were those were like the runes <laughs> That's cool, that's really cool 
All right, hon. You know the drill. Tell everyone how to find you. Yeah, uh, I can be found on Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on Facebook. I've uh, X'd out my my um, Instagram for a couple of reasons, and so I'm just retooling my internet presence. I really want to focus on Wix and that kind of thing, uh, away more from social media and more like independent, like my own website, that sort of thing, where I have more control. So we'll see what what holds for what holds in the future. But uh, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on Facebook, where I'll put all the links as they come. <laughs> and I still have my SoundCloud. I still have my music up. So, so that's still there. <laughs> that's still there. All right, my dear. We will talk to. You. We'll talk to you next year. Next year, yes. <laughs> that's crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hopefully, that. De- hopefully, definitely. Uh, I hope a better year. <laughs> As everybody else says. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I appreciate you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller is 863863. You are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Um, hey, Noreen. Uh, how are you, sweetheart? I'm doing okay. Um, happy New Year's. Happy New Year's to you. I'm excited to see what you brought for us tonight. Okay, thank you. Okay. And I thought, well, since it's a New Year's Eve, um, this is what I bought from Gary. It's called One, Two, Three Days of New Year's. Okay. Um, Taxes, you think about them. Where has the old year gone? Where's my darling since that New Year's night? While Mother Nature has gone dormant. And everything that dies is dead. We look forward to spring to bring everything to life again. The snow here and there is cold and freezing, and we get the sniffles of the season. This year had just begun, and our hopes are high to enjoy a better one. The real daily life is in effect to be more responsible and be sure to work every day on something Food stamps are just gifts from the elite above to keep the workforce in control from the rich above. Happy from above. The end. That was incredible. Yes. Okay. Um, th- thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And for me, I brought, um, okay, for my mind is called A Perfect Night as 2021 Rings in the New Year. 2020 has walked out. Now here comes 2021. What will it bring? I hope peace and health and happiness. But it won't bring back my teddy bear darling in his skin and bones. I wish he would play and sing odd line sign once more I long to hear. I wish he would come back and give me one more kiss and embrace me slow dancing as New Year's come in. Wow, that would be a perfect night. Oh, how I miss him, and oh, how I love him so much. The end. (laughs) That was beautiful, Noreen. Okay, um, thank you, Nyla. (laughs) You're very, very welcome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, it it, it don't... 
It's been it's it's hard to believe two years almost. It and January not a good year. I mean, good month for, for me because I I lost my brother on New Year's Day. I lost my mom on the um on the uh oh. 19th or 18th, something like that. Then then we lost Gary on the 19th, 18th. Yeah, 18th. Wow. Wow. Now I make you wondering, now none of the, we always, now we always wondering who's going to be next in January. Um, I hope it's nobody. Uh, nobody. Let's do nobody. Yeah. Nobody sounds good. Yep. Unless there's somebody out there named nobody, and then we're really sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Noreen, my beautiful friend. I love you so much. Tell everyone how to okay. find you, honey. Okay. Um, You can find us on, on Amazon.com. Our books are Reflections of Our Inner Beings, um, Two Hearts in, in One, and um, and uh, The Hour of Truth. You can find that on Amazon.com. You can find um, Gary and I on our website, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder. com slash poetry. And you can also find um, his memorial site that I put up um, at Gary and Noreen Snyder. com slash Gary with two R's in it. Okay. And then you can find um, Gary on. ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, um, PoetryPoem.com, and he's also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yepers. Yep. Okay, and then you can find me on ReverbNation.com, um, Facebook.com, and PoetryPoem.com, and you can also find um, us on um as Gary and Noreen on co-ko-fi.com and then you can find us on the Poetry Club every Saturday night um, 4.30 we do Facebook Live and I'm also that's Google really Bowl. cool make sure you Google keep Bowl. letting people know about that okay I didn't do it last Saturday night because it was too cold here yeah, I saw that. You do yes. those outside, right? Yes. But if it gets too cold, I come inside, but it was too cold in here, too, even with the heater on. I could, you know, I just couldn't deal with the cold. Yeah. No, cold's bad. Yep. All right, my sweetheart. We will talk to you soon. Yes, next, next um, Thursday. Okay. Yeah, and I want to I want to wish you and everyone a happy New Year's, and I hope everybody has um, good health, peace, and prosperity and happiness, and all the good stuff. <laughs> you too, sweetheart. We'll talk okay. to you soon. Um, thank love you. you so much. Okay, and we we love you too. Okay, have a have a good <laughs> night. Okay. Bye bye, hun. Okay. Noreen, Mr. Gary. All right. Our next caller comes from, dun, 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 we have area code 757 followed by 501. 757, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's Tamika Barnett. I was watching that number, waiting for that little thing to get pressed. 
<laughs> yeah, I was gonna come on. I had to on New Year's Eve and, and wish you a wonderful 2021 coming forth with a vengeance and everything. So I tell you, I, I'm I'm really happy um, going into the new year. Oddly enough, with everything that's going on, um, just trying to get my mind and my heart into a place of being peaceful and happy. I, mm-hmm. I try to try to do that every year uh, on the way into midnight, and so and just meditate. And, and um, I'm a lot like Amelia. I will write a poem. Uh, right after midnight or something like that. So it's just, you know, I'm looking forward to brighter days. I think that your outlook is very realistic and strong, and I admire it very much. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm trying anyway, even with the realities of what's going on, but, um, and even found out that a few of my family members back in my hometown um, ended up with COVID, but they're still here and um, hanging in there, so it's like, you know, somehow or another. It's going to be all right. So I have one piece, and um, it's called A Free State of Mind. Um, I want a free state of mind not bound by the pain and past negative things full of love that's flowing in it with very few disturbances penetrating it. I can see it there with patience to care. I feel myself uncurling from a beautiful dream into a reality that began with a sound. There was a sound that came down from a mountaintop one day, something that I've never heard before that day. And that sound was love that poured forth into my soul and brings me harmony when shifting winds blow in peace. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you. I really love the references. Reference, references. Uh, <laughs> And it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I don't know how they gotta get the tongue tied. <laughs> you know, it really sucks. I I'm just now. I mean, I still get a lot of pain from the surgery that I had, and now they want to do it again. It's like you know, I'm mm-hmm. just now almost comfortable talking again, and you guys, I ugh, it sucks. Yeah, I was gonna say because you sound great. Whole lot better. 
Because I st- I still can't it's still yeah they they're gonna have to try to they didn't want to be they didn't want to be real aggressive the first time so they aired the side of caution and now they're just gonna have to go in and fix it so yeah but that means Christopher's gonna be coming and spending a night with you guys that's pretty awesome oh yeah oh you did hear Christopher uh, how was your Christmas. I got a pair of boots and a dog DNA test and a pick and hammer for when I'm out in the woods and a cart to carry all my dead things around in and yeah, it was great. <laughs> now you know I gotta ask you about the dog DNA test. I ain't never heard of this. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know like no. the people can do the DNA test and it tells them, right? Yeah. Well, they have DNA tests before, for dogs. Yeah. So I've got a rescue puppy. Her name mm-hmm. is Lady Ember Spark, or Lady Ember Snow of House Spark, is her name. <laughs> I like her name. <laughs> Lady Ember Snow of House Spark. Of course, you can tell I'm a Game of Thrones fan. Um, but she, uh, she's a rescue, and she's a mutt. And so you can, you take this swab and you rub it around on their cheek, and you throw it in the thing, and you send it in, and they send it back to you until you. What breed your dog is? Wow, that's the same way they do the ones for the humans. Mhm. Exactly. So yep. I've done two DNA tests um, to find out where it all began, and so, <laughs> so I'm like, wow, okay. So that way, they will no longer be considered a mutt. You will know exactly where the dog comes from. So. Mhm. Yeah, and personality traits. She bit the mailman. Three times. Ew. But but she didn't draw blood and she didn't break skin. But you know how it's she's kind of like a cattle dog looking thing. You know how they nip with their little front teeth and pinch you. Yeah. She yeah, that's why, times, so. that's why I'm scared of dogs. That's why I'm scared of dogs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I, well, I shouldn't I have come barreling up into my yard. They have training for that, right? They have I they've trained mailmen's for how to be around dogs when they're out. Now we'd yep. just gotten home and we'd opened the door. And my son, the dog pushed past my son and ran out in the yard to greet me. At the same time, ran out. The mailman was trompsing up in the middle of the yard, and yeah, she didn't like it. It was scary. Uh-uh. Anyway, I threw my pocketbook and groceries up in the air and climbed on the back of my damn car, getting away from a, <laughs> a little teeny dog. A little teeny dog that looks like he runs on batteries. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So. But okay, all right. But well, um, thank you for letting me share that poem and the last one for 2020. And I'm looking forward to more in 2021 with you. And um, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. And we will talk to you next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and let me tell about my website. Um, Tamiko Barnett. Uh, T-A-M-E-K-O-B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E I'm on PoetrySoup.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O-1-3 I'm on TimBook2.com T-I-M-B-O-O-K-T-U.com forward slash Tamiko forward slash Tamiko.htm And thank you very much.
Good night, and see you 2021. Good night, honey. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 501. 501, you are on the air. Hey, how you doing? Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I think this is my first time calling in here. I'm not sure. Well, welcome to the show. Do you want to introduce yourself? Um, I'm just Jay from Arkansas. Nobody special. Just wanted to come in and do a little bit of poetry with you guys to to round out the last of this year. Oh, we would love to have you do that. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you found your way on. Hey, I appreciate the uh, the warm reception. So tell us tell us a little bit about yourself before you get started, and then tell us what you brought and what you're going to share. And go ahead when you're ready. Um, I'm an artist. Uh, I do poetry. Um, I have a uh, I have an artist page on uh, Instagram. J and J Productions. J dot and dot J Productions. Uh, where I sell some of my art at. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really like a novice at this uh, poetry thing. Um, I know uh, I've been watching a lot of good people uh, express themselves with the pen, and um, I've been picking up quite a bit in a, in a short amount of time, though. Very cool. Well, we're glad to have you here. What would you like to read for us tonight? Um, this is a piece about a swallow. Uh, is really uh, talking about the working parts of the uh, swallow. And um, I'll just go ahead and get into it. This ink will be expressed on a parchment transcribed with a split-tailed swallow's tone. It will draw the outline of a truly marvelous creation. Swallows weave through invisible bolts of cloth on a loom that only they can see. Their contortions manipulate the wind. Vortexes. I'm sorry about that. I got interrupted. Uh, Swallows weave through. Go go ahead and restart over if you want to. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you. This ink will be expressed on a parchment transcribed with a split-tailed swallow's plume. It will draw the outline of a truly marvelous creation. Swallows weave through invisible bolts of cloth on a loom that only they can see. Their contortions manipulate the winds, vortexes, and vortices that simply seem to spin and wait as the swallow cuts or bounces off of them. Where the wings swept like an arrow flying through an imaginary barrel, they are the envy of the clumsy sparrow. They even eat, drink, and bathe on the wing. They gather in swarms of undulating bubbles of precision without a single collision. They look like flickering dust in the in the distance. Their majesticness in such smallness is an exquisite design. They have their own linguistics written into their very existence and in winds river swallows fly that's their piece absolutely loved that piece 
loved the way that the imagery you created, the way that it all wove together. It was it was strong. It was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very much for the venue. You're very welcome. Do you have another one you'd like to share? Yes, I I, I didn't know I would get a chance to share a second one. Um, but yes, mm-hmm. ma'am, I do. All right. Our love was once a wide open highway. There was previously a wide and spacious road that was started by kids cutting through the grass this way. To hear it is a comical distract. It's all abstract until it's your story that's being told. A thin line is cold that precipitates volatile venomous spits, and they drape like icicle sticks from high up atop a bottomless pit. And the path is slick, and each step is a slip with no handrails to grip. It's like unknowingly going on a one-way trip to the precipice of Everest without a stitch to protect you from the elements. My love has dragged me here naked. How could this once love that I vigorously pursued turn about to hunt me? And every shot near my head ends in air. I tried to miss. That's her way of saying you promised me happiness. Oh, why has my treasure, that was sweet to the palate, become face-twistingly bitterness, extraness? It all reeks of excrement. My heart groaned between screaming expletives as it drops and shattered with no one to pick it up. So I dust myself off leaving more emotional blood in the dirt. What is my worth? Alive but under the earth. Put it this way. If the sky is positive, the ground is neutral, then my graph should surely read negative. In this place where I am, there is sure to be raindrops there. Because I am underwater with my constant companion despair, strapped to a chair at the bottom of the Mariana. I have killed her honor but not being honest. And it is her pain that makes my heart break. She screams, pay attention in class. But the lesson is the handwriting on the wall. In peace. Wow. You know, I don't I don't want to sound cliche, but the imagery, first of all, the imagery that you used throughout that entire piece, you know, talking about the, the and forgive me if it's the wrong word, but the icicles and the, you know, the dripping into the pit, just throughout the entire thing, you painted very vivid pictures and very unique images with your words, and that was fantastic. And then the other thing that I really loved about your piece is the way that you use, um, you don't use a set rhyme pattern. It's more of like a Shakespearean type of a rhyme. All of the internal and random rhyme schemes throughout the piece that will dance off of each other, and it really makes it melodical. It makes the the melody of the piece just absolutely a pleasure to hear, you know. And that's a a real hard thing to achieve that perfect balance, which you did, you know. I think, and it's one of the things that makes somebody. It's the difference between reading a poem or being a spoken word artist or being a performance artist. You know, those are three distinctly different 
things. And, uh, you know, there's little things that separate those. But, yeah, fantastic job. Absolutely loved it. Loved it all the way through. Oh, wow. I appreciate your praise. Uh, it, 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 it means the most. I, pre- I really do appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate that you found your way here, and we hope that you keep coming back. And now that you're here, you're part of the family, and, you know, that's just the way it goes. So welcome. I appreciate it. Who all is there tonight? Who is all here tonight? Yes, ma'am. Is it just you? Um, do you mean, it's, yeah, just me. It's always just me. Except for if I'm not okay. here, then, which is only a couple times in the last 14 years, then we have someone else come on and. Yeah, so that does happen once in a while, but not very often. It's just yes, me. Yes, ma'am. Your name again? It's Nyla. Nyla Alicia. Nice to meet you, Nyla. You take care of yourself, and you have a good year coming up. You too, hun. Go ahead and let everyone again know your name and remind them how they can come find you and get to know you and, and uh, network with you and all that good stuff. Yes, ma'am. Um, my name is uh, Jay. Uh, you can catch up with me at uh, Instagram at J and J Productions. It's J dot and dot J Productions. And um, you come through, uh, it'll be something visually, visually that it'll be some artistry. Perfect. And if you uh, if you're on Facebook and you want to add me so you get notices on the show, it's under Nyla N Y L A, like New York, Los Angeles N Y L A, Alicia A L I S I A. I'll be looking for you. Awesome. Well, it's great having you here, Jay. Appreciate you. Fantastic job. And I really, really am looking forward to hearing more. You take care, Mel. You too. Happy New Year to you. All righty, you guys. We have one more caller who is going to be our last caller for the year and is going to ring out 2020 with me. Let's find out who that is. We have area code 7 one nine. No, we don't. It's four one nine. I lied. Four one nine. Is that is that Shelly? No, that's not Shelly. That's Melvin. Nyla. Hey, baby. Hey, what's happening? So should I take my name to Shelly? Oh, it's so good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you. Yes. So, what are you, what are your final parting words to twenty twenty? So this this is actually I just wrote this, so I'm gonna try to struggle through reading it. Um, it's kind of um, it's called Georgia on my mind. I you know I've been thinking a lot about this upcoming election and what it's gonna mean for you know for the future of our kids and our grandkids and our country and everything like that. So I was you know just putting my thoughts on paper and I came up with this poem is called Georgia on my mind. As I, thought, as I think about the way this country is going, our narcissistic races has brought us to ruin. The lying motherfucker with no concept of truth, thoughtless and selfish, violent and coops. I don't think it's abnormal right now that I find that I've got Georgia on my mind. As I look back over the past several years, this country, it seems, has lived up to my fears. It's not being one country with justice for all. And the concept of liberty... Well, that's not his call. Cops killing black people like it's open season and a political party all committing treason. The oath that they took, it meant nothing to them. Even with their eyes closed, you can see right through them. 
And I don't think it's abnormal right now that I find that I've got Georgia on my mind. As I think of this pandemic that is out of control, thoughtless motherfuckers that have no soul, they refuse to safe distance or even wear a mask and talk about freedom when you take them to task. With 3,000 people dying every day, and we all know that it should not be this way. You murdering motherfucker, you lie through your teeth and cause thousands of families unnecessary grief. And I don't think that's normal right now that I find that I've got Georgia on my mind. When I look at America and think of its, think of all its crimes, I see a lot of fucked up people in some really fucked up times. Babies locked in cages and families cruelly split and some sick-ass politicians doing some really sick-ass shit. Mitch the bitch, Don the con, and that make that make America great, obsessed with their delusions, powered by their hate. And I don't think it's abnormal right now, but I find that I've got Georgia on my mind. Oh, a country tis of thee, we must get rid of the GOP. The kind of politicians that we really need should be there for the people and not for the greed. They should be the ones in whom we can believe and whose every word is not meant to deceive, whose every action is not to hold us down and turn our country over to some jive-ass clown. And I pray that the carnage of our recent past will come to an end by the votes that you cast. And I don't think that's normal right now that I find that I've got Georgia on my mind. End poem. That was powerful. That was incredible. Thank you. That was a great poem. Perfect poem for ending this year. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You are very welcome. So, are you going to read two? I can. Uh, uh, let's see. I'll read. Uh, okay. This is uh, is relatively new. Uh, uh, I read it once before. It's one that you inspired, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. It's called um, "This Only Happens in My Dreams." I watched her as she walked away. I was enamored by her sway. This beautiful lady of the night, surrounded by a glow of light. Her hair was captured by the breeze. Her shoulders were subtle tees. The stars and moon shone in her eyes. She must be an angel in disguise. And my mind is of the state that I must be at heaven's gate. My heart is beating like a drum. My guy, where is this coming from? Each night I watch her walk away, and I'm enamored by her sway. This beautiful lady of the night, surrounded by a glow of light. And I wonder why it seems this only happens in my dreams. End poem. Wow. Again, perfect. Thank you. Absolutely perfect. Thank you, thank you. Well, you were, you, I was right. You are absolutely the the best one to help me close out this year with. <laughs> okay. And in closing, I want to wish you a very happy new year. I want to wish you, you know, just think about it. It doesn't matter who I dance with all night long. You're the last one here. You're the one I'm going home with. That makes you special, right? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. 
So you, you know, you were the one here to close the show down with me. <laughs> to tell the year goodbye. Yeah. So you get my New Year's kiss. You ready? Mwah. That yes. was for you, my love. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here. And we will. Did you give your your URL? Your Facebook page. Uh, yeah, you, you can reach me on Facebook under Melvin Douglas Johnson. I'm also on our poetry um, and um, YouTube under the same name. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next year. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Nala. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is time to tell 2020 to get the hell out of here and make room for 2021. Very excited about this. Happy New Year's Eve to everybody. Be safe out there, and we will see you next Thursday. I am going to close the show tonight with a piece. Oh, what would be a good one? Where is, you know, I think I want this one's an old one. I'm trying to find it. Uh, it's by Kenny. I just think it's a good, peaceful, beautiful piece to, to close the show with. Kenny, where are you? A Poet's Dream. Here we go. This is Kenny Stewart with A Poet's Dream. We will see you next year, everybody. Good night. Is it in a poet's dream? To leave etched in stone musings in the imaginations of those here and those who are not yet born. Leaving ourselves not quite immortal, yet centuries shall pass for the elements to fade these etchings worn. And is it in a poet's dream to be viewed as a horizon, truly reaching all those who look in our direction, yet remaining elusive to their outreached detection? Being like that line between earth and sky, never diminishing in its distance, always visible beyond our existence. And is it in a poet's dream to answer riddles within our dancing words, to cast fresh perspectives upon the herds who are desperately stepping within our way to find this higher ground? Through our translucent clarity, can it be found? Is it in a poet's dream to take flight on feather pen and wing and with stardust inkwells light like skies to follow our passion on all eyes? When seen, will we be recognized or plagiarized? What is in a poet's dream? I don't know. I haven't seen. My mind has spared me in my sleep. My most poetic seed so deep. If one should see this, what would I see?